Welcome to In Search of a Cubby, the podcast. Hi, this is Marjorie Claproot. I am constantly in search of a cubby. My theory is you either have one or you don't. And to paraphrase the incomparable Robert Frost, that makes all the difference. Now here's your host, Margie Claproot. Welcome, welcome to In Search of a Cubby. It's me, Marge, and we're looking for your cubby. We're looking for my cubby, so I hope you tune in uh, regularly so that we can figure it all out together. It's a great journey, and my guest today knows how to do all things challenging throughout his journey. He's got so many amazing stories from the time he was wicked little to the time he is now, so I am so proud to welcome him. He's my buddy. Oh, my dog just walked in because he saw your face. He's he's my buddy. He's a star. But one of those relationships where other people may want his autograph, I just want him to come hang out with me and Chris. David Joseph. Hey, Marjorie. Together again. And together again. And your beautiful husband, Danny Forrester, who I love. Beautiful and lovely. Hello. I wish Chris were here. The four of us could really. Oh, he's at the beach, I guess, right? He's at the beach with yeah, the girls. Yeah. We have an hour. I'm anybody listening here, hopefully, as <laughs> a fan, and knows that I'm really the youngest grandmother in the history of all time. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, he took two of the grandkids. Uh, I've never heard of grandchildren being older than the grandmother, but now I believe it. I know oh, it, right? When I was in the legislature, don't laugh. I, just as around the time I was meeting you guys, I uh, became a grandmother. Actually, that's the first time I became a grandmother. Mm-hmm. And so I was 20 when I had Eric. Kelly was 22 when she had Connor. Mm-hmm. And so I went and I told all my friends in at the legislature. And well, my girlfriend, Gloria Fox, who was a great state rep, even to this day, was the one who said, girl, you must have been illegal. And that's okay. Ah. <laughs> you must have been. I said, I was. I was 14. I adopted <laughs> my first child. That's right. That's how it's done. Yeah, so anyway, I like it. So, but this is not about me, guys. This is about you. I'm so happy to see you both. I have missed you both so much. Everybody uh, listening is going to relate to this. Wasn't COVID just a stinker? Yeah, it was it, more than a year. What a year and a half. We've seen each other in the flesh. In the flesh. Yeah. But it was also kind of remarkable with lots <clears throat> of crazy little silver linings all the way through. Yeah. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. That's part of what the cubby is all about. Finding that place where yep. you feel safe and mm-hmm. secure yep. in a in a otherwise foreign environment and i think i don't mean to be you know too heavy about this but covid and all that it was and the isolation and all of that really challenged us and tested us don't you think yeah and if you were really lucky and you were really smart you worked really hard at it you found those silver linings also you guys how long have you been married now for real we've been together since we've been together 41 years Since 1980. So yeah. the other 41 years, married since 2013. Yeah. When I first met you guys, can you remember what you said to me when I said? Uh, I remember exactly what I said to you. Go ahead and tell me. Can I swear on the air? Is that? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's our podcast. You can say okay, whatever the fuck I you want. I said, you are so fucking hot. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> those were my first words I ever said to Marjorie Clapper. And those were the first words I said to Cher. Oh, my gosh. My first words were, you are so fucking beautiful. But I said to you, you were so fucking hot. Oh, we were God. already smitten though, because we, we <clears> before, we, before we actually spoke, we 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 knew who you were. Oh yeah, we were like, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness, yeah. isn't that that's sweet? Because I was in, let's see, was I in the legislature <laughs> or on TV and radio then? Yeah, but you were already a, a gay icon. Let's face it. Total and yeah. so blessed yeah, to be that, such. Right? Yeah. To be I, the history. And I, knew, and I knew your friend Patrick. Right. Uh, oh my God. We had so many he likes. When he was sick and, and you oh were very close. Patrick back. Murphy, for yeah. all those who are following our history oh. here, we're jumping around, but. But we got really, to know you because of the Spinozola Foundation. So we really, Spinozola. really, really met you because I was dressing Mrs. Spin for the Spinozola Foundation. Right. I did a fashion show for Spinozola. Chris was the highest bidder on an outfit that you ended up receiving. I ended up and wearing. that's how we actually. And we all got the clapped. Yep. So the short story for folks who are just catching up to this, so this is David Joseph is a fabulous fashion designer. Most people know him for being that. Danny Forrester is a brilliant man right. in and of yeah. himself. A raconteur. A, a tour, man about town, renaissance man, yep. great activist within the gay community, particularly the gay vets, the outfits. But the four of us, my hubby Chris, 
and Danny and David became fast friends, working on charities, da-da-da-da-da, and the Spinozola, for those of you who remember the Spinozola Gala Festival of Food and Wine, we used to do a fashion show, and it was all for hunger relief, homelessness and hunger relief, so it worked for everybody, but that first fashion show, you guys came in, you were so brilliant and so wonderful, it was a great success, I think it was at the Old Ritz, wasn't it at the Old Ritz? I think the first one was at uh, was the, the Hilton. The Hilton. Oh, was it at the Hilton? At the Hilton. Yeah. That sounds really snotty for us to go. I can't yeah. remember. Yeah. Oh, no, no. But, but, was but, it at look, the Hilton? Everybody knows what we do is not snotty. Any of us. Or was it at the Whiskey Florida. Point Projects? I can't remember. Um, my first memory is the Hilton, but it's the Hilton. But anyway, it's you guys. Long ago. And after it was all, all all over, we all went downstairs to the bar. That's right. That was the Hilton. And that's when we all became best friends. Yep. Yep. But so anyway, I just want to say, so uh, this podcast is something that I've been wanting to do for a while. And thank heavens for my ace producer and one of the best men around ever, David Yang. Did I hear my name? Oh, yes. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Uh, and let's David, also say the hottest in town. The one and only. Oh, go on, you. <laughs> oh, you I'll say you, that. You need to stop. I'll give you 45 minutes and stop. <laughs> And it's for all the boys and girls. Uh, <laughs> David actually uh, beat me to it. He had you as a guest on his podcast about a year ago. That's a little right. more. COVID. Yep. Just Demo- before COVID. Yes, we, we were. Passion of the Rescue, and then it all got canceled. I Post know. Right. Sucked. Yeah. Yeah. We, in, yeah, you guys were one of my final in-studio guests before the yeah. thing hit. Uh, yes. Uh, I, I loved that interview. Of course, I listened to it and then said, David, now you have to produce my podcast i'm going to steal all your guests and all of your funny lines we were funny that day weren't we you were I mean, you we were, were always fire. funny yeah we did that bit where we wrote your your life story if it were a movie oh, yeah. And, yeah, uh, the whole thing. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> oh yeah i loved it, it but let movie. me but let me bring you back then though to okay. that uh whole time things were just jazzing along and i don't want to overlook the pivot that you made we all tried to make a pivot in COVID and say, now, how am I going to adjust to this new life? You do the, all these beautiful fashions and all of this amazing work of dressing women primarily, although you've made exceptions, I know, but primarily dressing women. And then came COVID. And without even thinking about it, the first thing, just to remind everybody, we were all hysterical. Will I catch it? How can we save people? How can we protect uh. our families? And, uh, the mask comes up. Yeah. Not yeah. enough masks in the world. Not the world. enough masks ever. And everybody needed them. And the first thing I, I remember talking to you and you're saying, I'm going to make masks. And I thought, yeah. what are you on drugs? Yeah. But you did, right? Marjorie, the first, first, first thing is we were shocked that we didn't catch COVID because <gasps> we were in New York. Now that we can look back, but I didn't February, want to say Oh my God. We were, ground zero. we were ground zero. February 27th, we were in New York with Melbourne, no, no masks, nobody had masks on, we didn't have to wear masks, we knew it was coming to America, yeah. but we didn't know it was already here, and it was heavy in New York without us knowing it. Oh my um, God. February 27th, we were in our hotel with Goosebumps, her, because and I'm her remembering. team, yeah. fitting her, her final fitting for an outfit. February 28th was Nick Walker's opening in The Temptations on Broadway. So guys, so guys, Liz Nick Walker's Walker, son. we'll talk about everybody that he yeah. drops names on, are so, all yeah. very famous so we went to Liz Walker's son night. was on Broadway. Right. In he Hamilton, was in Hamilton was at the time. Aaron Burr in Hamilton for three years. Then he's moved over to the lead in yeah. Temptations. We went to his opening night, hugged and kissed another thousand people. Well, you know, I remember we all your posts. We were, pretty, we were still pretty careful. We weren't hugging and kissing a thousand. In Washington, D.C., we ended up doing a lot of hugs. You, you hugged and kissed the guy who's running the elevator just because he's Cause we were let you on. There. Well, <laughs> then, we were, then we left Nick's show, went back to the hotel, went to bed, finished it's Melba's outfit, did our hems, got on a train to D.C., for her concert at City Winery, sold out 3,000 people. And Melba this was all was, within three or four days. This was all 28th, 27th, 28th, 29th um, of February. And we were on the Amtrak, got to DC, Melba, Melba's uh, dress rehearsal, uh, sound check, dressed her. She went on stage. She was lovely enough to introduce me to the crowd. So afterwards, I was like working the crowd for Melba to get people over because Melba was signing autographs and her new CD and to just to get the flow going, sure, right? Sure, sure. And everybody yeah. was like, oh, that outfit that on hugs and kisses and new Facebook friends. You have hundreds of people friends. standing around you. Everybody. So breathing on you. Then we got back on the train, went to New York, then came back to Boston. And the fact that we didn't ever test positive was miraculous. 
Truly. You know what? We can say that now because yeah. I'm I, like, like, I know you are too. I'm superstitious about a whole bunch of things. Don't talk about it. Don't walk under a ladder, all that <laughs> stuff. Um, but don't, if you don't say it out loud, I don't know, agree. It will, it, it will, but if you say it out loud, you could change, change yourself. Right. That's so never we never did that. But I have to tell you, you know, my whole family, everybody was worried because I have no immune system at all, right? right? Miles going to be the one to get it, you know, and I thought the mm-hmm. same thing. She literally thought that the COVID was coming to find me. The mm-hmm. coronavirus was coming and they had a little, you know, a zero in on Marge yeah. route to go find. But can I tell you, we always did. Because did you Chris, tell Kelly that? Because of Chris yeah, just, and because yeah. we spoke to you and you literally did what needed to be done. I did, you yeah. didn't leave. Put you a bubble around us. You hung yeah. down, you didn't see people. So you, really? it's impossible to get it if you're isolated and i think that there's there's not only a book in everything but in in covid there were going to be millions of books written i'm sure whether they get published or not but how we all reacted to that you you just sort of encapsulated that you you do everything you do everything right you try to do everything right but you you just never know until that moment whether or not you're going to be are you going to be lucky are you going to be right just slip up and not do it you know, my stepmother, my stepmother followed all the rules, stayed home, did all that, made one slip up with having someone, people, some friends who were positive and didn't know. And of course they didn't mean to. Yeah. It was the only people she saw. I remember when we went back to work three days, March 20th. March 20th, we started making masks. We were home for three days and the governor Cuomo was talking about New York City. And then the governor of Massachusetts, uh, Charlie Baker, was saying we need masks. If you're a home sewer, if you're... Let's go see what we can do. Yeah. I remember that first mask set that you made. I don't know if it was on Facebook. For those of you who don't know, David is on Facebook. (laughs) So David (laughs) Joseph. J-O-S-E-F, not a P-H. The queen of social media. Queen of social media, exactly right. But so you made that first mask. You started a video. We did a tell us about that because you ended up getting thousands and thousands of requests. And I think you met them all. We went to work on the 20th. And I we I went to, we were the only car in the parking lot. Because everything was very scary. Everything was gone. And did you I forget, Danny, how did you guys make that first mask? Because you were running to the post office every day sending them out. I went on the Beth Israel Deaconess site. To, okay. I've heard from someone else that they had put up a pattern how to make a mask that can actually be worn and be safe. In other words, if oh you're going to make gosh. thousands of masks, if you're going to do it, make them a safe one. Make them right. So I went to there and got the measurements and and figured it out with the wire and the, where the elastic, all that kind of stuff, and made the first couple. I filmed them. Yeah. He he. I put it up on Facebook as okay. We're making masks, folks. Who needs masks? We'll make a couple of hundred. Yeah, and it'll be, it'll be all over. It'll be all over. A couple oh, hundred. It'll yeah. be all over. We all thought thirty all days, thought, sixty yeah. days. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember talking to you. We were considering maybe we won't cancel Fashion the Rescue. This should be over by then. And, this people will relate to this because in the beginning. So now you're going back to mm-hmm. March of 2020. I am an event planner with my beautiful husband Chris Benazola. We are Clapazola partners. We do a lot of charity events and. Mm-hmm do them very well, I must say. You do. And we love raising money for good charities and uh, have recruited David and Danny over the years probably to do hundreds with us. That was one of the things we all looked at the thing and I said, well, we've got this, that, and the other thing coming right. up for charities. We'll be able to do that. Right, right? that's not canceled yet. Don't cancel yet. It's older. all the way off in October. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Um, <little laughs> know. Yeah, what a joke. I know. But so listen, I've got also a lot of your masks. We're not on video, but I loved all I loved all of your masks. But of course, my favorite one is the Marjorie Claproot mask. Oh, look, here's a picture for folks. You can go up on Facebook and see all of David's masks. He's got Tina Turner. And how ironic Marjorie that this that this, what, Sunday night of last week, the Boston Fashion Awards was so beautiful. And you awesome. won! I, I won for Best Accessory of 2020 with my, the David Joseph mask. There's our Melbourne Moore mask. Unbelievable. Uh, so that was a hoot. I think you're always probably going to keep your hand in. There'll always be an a, a need yeah. now that we know oh, yeah. for masks, and you do all the safe ones with those uh, little cutie things you can slip in and out and wash. And wires and you can wash And the them. filters, you know, so... Yeah. Anyway, so, but now we've only got 45 minutes here. So I want to make sure that as you were doing all of your masks and 
and always excelling at all of that. A lot of people came to know you that didn't know you before. Yeah, so, and they were, they love what you're doing in terms of encapsulating your life. You're putting together a book. All of your memories are showing up here, there, and everywhere on Instagram as you put it together. And I know, Danny, you're involved in all of this. Like, you guys are joined at the hip. Yeah, we, I mean, it, it, I'm not me without him. And I did all, I, for the mass, I was doing all the ordering. We were picking the stuff out. We, we learned quickly what Etsy was. And yeah. what Etsy and how to, yeah. You also learn quickly how to, how to bang them out, get them in a yeah. box oh, or a so bag and get them out. Find a company in London that we could print the fabrics, but that we the yeah. specialized fabrics of the, the the Melissas and Melbas and the people on Broadway that allowed us to reproduce their images yeah. for the charity. Uh, whatever it was, we found a way to do it, and it was it's really it's sort of grew, exciting. It sort of grew and kept getting more colorful. Yeah, long, just to keep the weird and pay the rents. Marjorie, Marjorie, <laughs> I I loved it. I loved yeah. making masks. I loved yeah. it. There was a creativity to making because you're so within a, a capsule. You're so, you're so beginning, a middle, and an end. In. Boom, boom, boom. But it, but it was every. I mean, you couldn't go beyond this size. So yeah. it was what print you did or what the theme was. When we did the Beatles, when I, we were looking for Beatles fabric, there was one that I found. Then there was another one, and the colors yeah. worked together. And I said, you know what? I'm going to seam this down the middle, and we'll put the Beatles yeah. Beatles faces on one side and the Beatles logo on the other, and it all worked it seamlessly. Worked perfectly. We did Melba Moore to do the lined to, it, lined up to line up the collage and do the collages of the faces, and it's creative. It was so it's much so fun cool. within and, it, and it's a good way to fill a place that's a big void and still is for some people. That yeah. the absence of all those other people in your physical life. Yeah. in your personal life, but they're there in your metaphorical life. They're there sure. in pictures and sounds. I just want to stop for a second. Yeah. And I asked Dave if he could find Melissa Manchester is much more to you than just a client. She's yeah. someone who long uh, before yeah. you met her was so important to you in life because of her music. So let me play a little bit of that. And so folks can listen and then you tell us what it meant to you. Mm-hmm. I wake up and see Okay, you got That's me. Melissa, yeah. I know I got, got you. you because, and I wanted to because, well, first of all, you cry 47 times a day. Yeah, so but that was that. Listen, that doesn't was he, Danny? Yeah, that's parents, what I love about you. So. My parents were divorced. He's a beautiful soul. We had moved. Beautiful I had, soul. I had to start a new junior high school, and I was bullied and bullied. hit walking home from school who was hiding behind a bush to abuse me and all that kind of stuff but wait were you out then or i was never in i was i mean they called me (laughs) i was i I wasn't sexual it was was, but i was being called a fag all the time they people people figured him out yeah i mean i but that's what a lot of young people don't know what that that, yeah those names i would go home and i happened to have that was melissa manchester's very first album uh, called home to myself and the song is called home to myself and that song, literally that song kept me from hurting myself. I would listen to that song and it would yeah. bring me to a place of comfort. And, I wouldn't, okay. and I've had the honor it's and the still there. joy that hurt is always there. But I'm had, I'm, that's a whole other thing. I'm happy it happened because it made me a stronger man today. But I've had the joy and the honor of actually sitting with Melissa in her house. In her house. Holding her Grammy Award. And holding told her, her that story. Sending and, pictures and, of and you we, with the Grammy. I, I don't think I can adequately describe how special that was. Oh, no. That because just getting there and being with so her. She was so warm and open. Well, to, we're friends now. She was I like, mean, ask me whatever you want to ask me. Ask me. It's yeah, like, but, we, but, but Danny, yeah. it's like a wonderful circle because, yes, yeah. and this is why it's so great to, this podcast is all about cubbies, finding those, what's your yeah. cubby? Is it a banky? Is it a place uh, that you go to in your mind? Is it a place that you go to in your grandmother's house? Whatever. But when I first heard your story about Melissa Manchester, <laughs> and she sings about that, right? Huh? And I thought, she knows what a cubby is. Oh, and God. Oh, David listen, felt it. This he is... knew it then. And then when you went to 
many years later. How many years later would that be? I don't want to know because then people will know how old you are. So you're 13. You listen to the song. It changes your life. I met Melissa two years ago at 54 Below in New York City, Michael Feinstein's nightclub in New York City. Oh, I remember. I saw the pictures and you have to introduce yourself. And I'll do it really quickly. I was, we came home from an event and I was going to bed. I was looking at pictures and I was on my friend, Larry Finlayson's page. Larry is Mary Callanan from Broadway, her husband. Oh my God. And Larry's page. Somebody made a comment. You guys all know Mary Callanan. Melissa Manchester made a comment on like, well, that can't be Melissa, the Melissa Manchester. I mean, that's like Barbara Streisand just having a page. Yeah. And, and, and it was and Melissa. Could it could have been a fan. Yeah. It could have been a fan. Yeah, page. Could, so I clicked on it and it was Melissa's personal page. And she's very open with her fans and her, her, her life. And so I sent a friend request on Facebook. And I also sent a private message saying, wow, you're very important. I have adored you all my life. And I'm, and I've kept up with all your music right up until your last album and blah, 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 blah. And she's and I sent back a very lovely note, but it's a, a, a pat answer. Like sure, how lovely, nice to hear like, from you. Oh, lovely. Nice. Thank you. I'm so glad my music touched your heart kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then she was going to appear a few weeks later in New York city. And we went, we got tickets. Of course, I wore a huge blink T-shirt that said Melissa in the front of it. Yeah, that's he, right. He, oh, big and blink. He had me in the hotel room. The blinging we, it. We brought all <laughs> gluing on, gluing the blingers, and the glue, and the, and the <laughs> lofty crystals and whatever. And I'm in there, and when he does a, a T-shirt, it isn't like you know this little. Oh, it said Melissa. <laughs> It was yeah. you. People, you, you have to imagine people. The letters are about six inches tall. <laughs> so <laughs> Melissa took a couple of lines <laughs> or well, around could, to the back. She couldn't, she couldn't miss them. Yeah, she so ironically, yeah, I love that. how things, how the, how the world works, we're walking into 54 Below. Yep. And who's in front of us but the stunning woman and her husband. They're walking Me! It's a, it's a staircase going down. They're African-American. There <laughs> a staircase going down, and I'm behind, and I said, Ma'am, when she reached to the base, I said, ma'am, your shoes the and your cocktail dress are on fire. And she turns around, <laughs> of course. and it's uh, Deborah Roberts from ABC News and Al Roker. <laughs> and Deborah says, really, you love my shoes? I said, look, I'm a fashion designer. I know those shoes are I hot. know shoes, And she man. turns to Al, and she says, Al, I told you these shoes See? are hot. And he's a fashion designer. <laughs> he knows. I said, Al, those are the rage in Paris. She said, I just bought them in Paris last week. <laughs> so I realized we're now walking into 54 Below with Al Roker and Deborah Roberts. So right. now we're at the... So at the, we look like we're with the... Yeah, yeah. So we're <laughs> oh, the, that's right, that's right, that's right. And you want to be that We're at the Matrix D's thing, and he goes to them. And I, I said, listen... <laughs> She, and Deborah was lovely. She said, "Let's get some pictures inside." It was lovely to see you. And David, I said my name to her. She said, "David, thank you for that. You put Al right in his place." It was very <laughs> funny. But we were so now we're at the Maitre D, and I had some cash in my hand because I knew because you know Chris Benazola, and you know yeah, that you right. should so we, treat. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Maitre D. Well. The seat that we had was not where I wanted to be seated, but I got the ticket so late. Anyway, I slipped him a little something, something, and he took us through the nightclub. Past the, the, what do you call those? Where we always like to see. Sit, Danny. Oh, the bank The bank yeah, 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 yeah. Took us down yeah. to where the stage is. Literally, Marjorie, to right where the, the stairs were to go up on the stage. So, yeah. Melissa, I had, I could have, well, I, I wouldn't trip her. But you know what I mean? I was right there. So she right out and grabbed the hem of her dress. Hey, exactly. And it was really remarkable. With Melissa beating yeah. off his chest. So, and, and huge. So she said, Oh my God, that must be that David Joseph guy that loves So me. she yeah. performs. She's fabulous, of course. She comes off the stage and she sees me. She goes in her heart. And then, and, yeah. and that's, the, that's the moment when we met. However, uh, wait, wait, wait. We then we out, we're outside. She's waiting for her to come out with Michael Feinstein. We need we a know, series, Danny, for Oh David's my gosh, really? Life. It's going to be an, I can have a Netflix series. Michael Feinstein's coming out, and we know Michael, Judith Light's manager's memorial service. So that's a whole other story. He performed it. Yeah. So now Melissa comes out. She says, David. Melissa Manchester. Yeah. And we hug, and it's lovely, and it's uh, delicious. And the next day. Well, at first, I wanted to put him at ease because I didn't want to think we were freaks stalking him, which clearly we are freaks. Yeah. And, and, and but you both I have just, those wonderful oh, norm cherubic faces. The, the Judith card. Well, we said, you know, I said we, we met we, before. We met you at Herbie's. Uh, it was a very private memorial in LA. Yeah. And we flew out for it. And uh, we're like, we just we played beautifully. And yeah. uh, how sad we lost Herbie. And he said, oh, you're friends with Judith. Yeah. yeah. So he put him at ease because yeah. you, know, you never know. Not, and, and you right. know what? 
Yeah. Melissa was busy <laughs> talking with some fans, yeah. and we said to Michael and his husband, Michael, could we, if we take a picture? And he said, I take thousands of pictures si. with people I don't with know. With strangers. With strangers. I would yeah. love to take a picture with a friend. Oh, Is that the best line? You're going to be using that one, Mike. He's like, we're in. I'm, <laughs> okay. All right. I'll make and, this real and short. The <laughs> so, that, so now okay. Melissa, okay. next morning I send Melissa the photographs that she took with us. So and they're gorgeous pictures. She's so gorgeous. I mean, the smile so lights up her room. And I said, thank you. And um, Here it is. here's the picture. Well, that's a picture in LA. That was another time. But Everybody that's yeah. listening, you can see these pictures on uh, David Joseph. Facebook and Instagram. website? No, no website. No, I just yeah. do Instagram. No, just Facebook. Page, anyway. I send her a note with the pictures and said, thank you so much for taking the time. And I said, do you know that I'm a fashion designer? I would love, it's always been my dream since I was a kid to design clothes for you. And Melissa, like a professional artist yes. who's seen it all, yes. said to me, what did you think of the outfit I was wearing last night? Oh. And my answer was, I did you look stunning. Oh, you did. And okay. the microphone. However, when you're playing the piano, I would do a jacket that has a little more flair to the back. So there's a little more ease around your back and you'd have room to go to up down the keys without um, the jacket looking what like a, a little too fitted. Did she love that? So Melissa sends me note, a note back. She's saying and said, you mean no fat back? You would do a trapeze uh, so there's no fat back? And I said, I would never say those words. But that's what But yes, I would like. give you a flare. Oh she God. said, okay, design me some stuff. Just like that. And from that moment on, we've been together designing on. her clothes for- um, Oh my gosh. I, you know, I, I love- her son's wedding. I I know I know. Yeah. Um, you two get up. You know, for people listening, you two get up on a moment's notice, and particularly go to New York and L.A. are very favorite places for you. Mm-hmm. But for the Melissa thing, I loved it when you sent that stuff from her house because I knew that it was a dream since oh. you were thirteen. Yeah. But wait, uh, we yeah. have to. You, there, there's more than Melissa in your background. I yeah. don't. I want everybody to know you're doing a book. I want them to know there are two things that we need to get to and we can do them together one is the book is is it called the dress no the the book is called david joseph every dress has a story every dress has a story right and so but so the dress is every dress has a story you guys can also follow it on facebook because every now and again when david has a photo that he's going to feature in the book he'll stick it up there and it's a who's who you cannot tell a story about every one of them but let's run through the who's who of the gorgeous women in your life starting with Cher, all my favorite icons my female yeah. icons you yeah. know oh she pinched our asses and said boys i'm gonna take you on the road with me oh <laughs> That's a great picture. It's a great picture. I mean, she looks the same now as she did then. We look old and bald. No, you look great. She's gorgeous and still is gorgeous and was gorgeous and was everything you'd want Cher to be when you meet Cher. But so when you you meet these incredible people, you seem to break through that I'm not a stalker, I swear. Yeah. (laughs) Only because you usually, and everything that you've told me is you usually have a story to tell them about so that they know that you're not a crazy person. It's sort of the way when I would meet someone in politics that I was an absolute gaga, you know, mm-hmm. over, you know, in the past JFK, in the more of the current Obama meeting, meeting Barack and Michelle Obama. Mm-hmm. Was like, <laughs> right. But I felt compelled to say, I swear I'm not going to take up too much of your time. Yep. <laughs> but I sat seventh row back in Boston in the garden when you made that speech you were a state senator uh, and you blew me away broke my heart in the here. best yeah. way yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so Hi. then he and Michelle are like oh, oh that's a great story a that's when he was just in the state senate but anyway so of all of all the women that you've dressed met had fun with you you did big fashion you there was a time when you were creme de la creme in New York and you had your yeah. Fashion designs everywhere you. Yeah, I had a showroom in New York City on Seventh Avenue for twenty years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the clothes were sold in all the Neiman Sachs, Bloomingdale's. I had Bonatella's Christmas windows one year on seven on Fifty Seventh Street, New York City. That's how I get you look back. You go, wow. Oh, can I tell you something, Marjorie? When it was happening, I was so wrapped up in the business and just trying to keep moving like a like a package. I I I I appreciated it, but I didn't know the depth of. What, How, what, you were what an doing. incredible moment that was until years later that we found the photographs and was like, holy shit. I was better I than the windows Austin. at Bomber Every de- That's every designer's dream. Of no, course. I would never say that. I would never 
no. But I'm all, I, 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 it was, I was so full of gratitude, just yeah. amazement. Yeah. Um, but I'll tell you something. When you talk about the women we meet, the women I dress, we tend to meet people in fabulous settings where they know we're not crazy because we're backstage at a Broadway show or backstage mm-hmm. when we met Cher at this thing. So to be backstage, you have to be part of somebody's uh, fed somebody's you. right somebody's yeah. right somebody's vetted you exactly you're, right. you're on a list so you're not you're right. they know you're not insane but everything that's happened over the past few years with my explosion into working with women on broadway has come from one act of kindness just mm-hmm. one and uh-huh. that was years ago dressing mary callanan when she was an upcoming fabulosity in boston a whirlwind of talent and and amazement and i dressed and mary it still is oh my god now i mean now it's just untouchable but I believed in Mary. I loved her attitude. I loved her Sophie Tuckerness. I loved her voice. I loved yep. everything about her. And I dressed her for free. I would dress her. My attitude, even when I dress Ayla Brown now, my attitude is always, you dress the woman for the star that she's she's, she's about, gonna be. She's a, the legend she's going to be. Right? Yeah. I mean, you want to present yourself as a superstar mm-hmm. um, and look that way so people take you seriously that way. So with Mary, we did fabulous clothes, which she would then give back to me, and I would sell off to my customers. But we've been together all these years, and Mary was on the road in Sound of Music, and then Mary was on the road in something else. And then Mary was on the road in Mamma Mia. Yeah, that's right. And oh, Mamma Mia was story. massive. Mary was back in Boston and on the 4th and was singing the current, she and the other girls from Mamma Mia were singing with the Boston Pops, and they asked me to dress them. And you had, that's a fabulous picture on the Charles, on the Charles and I got to dress the Mamma Mia with the cast, the, the lead, the three lead girls. That was a great numbers, show. And it was amazing and it was incredible. It was yeah, wonderful. Great show. And then the producers of Mamma Mia took Mary Callanan off the road and put her into the Broadway show. Those two years of yeah. the Mamma Mia on Broadway. Mary Callanan was part of the closing cast. That's amazing. And it was remarkable. And there's my Mary. And, and there's a picture from Facebook, did, guys. Go check it out. David <laughs> Joseph with me. I Callanan. did her dress for, oh, that was, you were there, Marjorie. That was when Mary grabbed the mic from me at Fashion of the Rescue. On Faith oh and Fashion. God. No, Remember, but, <clears> she <throat> grabbed the mic from me. No, so, oh, she grabbed it from you. You're right. <laughs> And I started breaking into, you know, I'm the greatest star. (laughs) (laughs) That was such a moment. That's never necessary. That was a great moment. Yeah, that's where it is. That's a great picture. I feel like I was right there on the other side of it. You were. You were on the other side. I made it into a show called Bandstand. And with Bandstand, the big star of Bandstand was was Beth Level. Beth Level, Tony Award winning for Drowsy Chaperone. Beth Level, gorgeous, slinky, fabulous, delicious, hot, and ugh. And said, Mary, you always look so fabulous. And Mary said, I got a guy. And the guy is me, Beth Level. The biggest, I mean, you say Beth Level on Broadway, that's like saying Meryl Streep in Hollywood. Same thing. Beth calls me and asks me to do her gown for opening night of the prom, the big opening night party of the prom. Yeah, yeah. I do it. It's a smashing Mm -hmm. success. The gown, everything worked. And it's been a love affair. So it's not only a love affair. For, For everybody listening, it sounds like, and it is, you know, lifestyles of the rich and famous, but it's also that something is. that all of us can aspire to find that little dream, that mm-hmm. little place. It doesn't have to be Broadway. It doesn't have to be, you know, being president of the United States. It just has to be the opportunity the that you have to become the best that you can be in yeah. that particular setting. So I love that. Your story is just so, so we literally could do a Netflix thing. But I want to, while I've got you and Danny both here, Everything that we've talked about really sort of resonates around my whole theory that if we do anything in this world, we're so rich as a nation and so rich as a world. For children out there, all the kids that don't have uh, a cubby, all the kids whose stuff is put in trash bags, moving Mm -hmm. from one shelter to another, Mm -hmm. those kids, very hard to struggle and become the best that you can be if you don't have a roof over your head a full belly every day and one sober adult who will stand in front of a Mack truck for you. That's mm-hmm. my definition of building a cubby for those who are blessed. Yep. You did it, Danny, you did it. Chris and I had our ups and downs as kids, but man, we were lucky that we had people who made little cubbies for us. So what I want to do is Dave Yaz and I, my producer, uh, my brilliant producer, we're trying to put together what cubbies mean to everybody and to people I know and love and people who are, you know, 
big successes like you people, but you're also someone that I just know and love, even yeah. if you were, you know. Oh, this is David. real. I mean, this okay, is okay. So, so yeah. these are going to be boom, boom, boom. Okay, cool. You know, one or two word answers. Okay. <laughs> cool. Okay. Got so you. this is your in search of a cubby. So my first question is: As a kid, what did you want to be when you were five years old? You go, piano player. Piano player, David. I, I wanted to be a dancer on Broadway. Oh, that's so that's so perfect. What was your favorite toy? Oh, I think my my astronauts. Uh, I, I had a little rocket launcher I got for Christmas. Oh, I love it, David. Favorite toy? Light bright. Of course. Does that say? But I wanted an easy bake oven. My parents wouldn't get it for me. Because <laughs> boys bake. didn't have easy bake ovens there. Okay, so. you're sitting down at dinner. Are you going to order Chardonnay or a beer, or are you going to get uh, Maker's Mark? Water. Chardonnay for Danny. You know me. Bubbly water. <laughs> yeah, you Sorry. can do bubbly water with lime. Yeah, or lemon. <laughs> yeah, I didn't but have that. If I was drinking one, I would do a Chardonnay. I might add or a Malbec, too. Go ahead. Or a Malbec, <laughs> right. Ordering pizza. What's your okay. favorite topping? A double cheese, onion, and pepperoni. Oh, my God. Nobody likes the veggie with the extra mushroom. Oh, I like it. It's just right <laughs> What was the first book you read that really hit home with you so that you thought, I should read more books? Black Like Me. Oh, Love that, really. Black Like Me. I, I it's can it's high school reading. No. I can't, I high school. I can't remember. I've never been a big reader because I had a terrible time with So, oh, you yeah. have to... That's right. So that's an unfair yeah. question. So always, that was a struggle for me. I was reading. So then let me go to this then, Danny. So then uh, Dan- sp- Danny's favorite was me like black. Because he's dyslexic. I would clearly be Batman. So oh. to Batman or Robin, you would be Batman. I'd be Batman. Danny? Oh, uh, mm, Maybe I like to get with Robin. <laughs> <laughs> Batman, I guess. Everybody wants to be Batman. Um, but if it was a, if it was a James Bond movie, I'd be pushing galore. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Clearly. Oh, stop that, it. I love that. <laughs> that brings me to one of my uh, side questions here I have. If you, you weren't David Joseph, if you weren't Danny Forrester, what name would you pick for yourself? Oh, that's a great question. What name would I pick for myself if it wasn't David Joseph? Joseph David? Oh, okay. I get called that all the time anyway. I'm like it. James. James, okay. It's my middle name, but I always like that. (laughs) I would pick for me, Queen. Oh, oh, absolutely. That's all. Okay, so um, salad or brownies? You only get one course. Salad or brownies? Right now it's salad. Brownies. Brownies, yeah, me too, right? But we don't get them often enough. And here's a really sick question from my David. What's in your fridge right now if I opened it up? Every single fabulous thing that's healthy because oh, I'm losing it. weight. So it's all salad materials, arugula, fruit. Uh, you rediscovered that when you went on your diet. Yeah, so I'm still I usually don't endorse diets, but... You, no, I'm not, really, I'm not on a diet. I'm just you're not on a diet. You're living healthy. taking off weight. Yeah, by, yeah. Eat, by eating healthy. A pound of sliced cheese always. By, uh, that's his. Mine is all about being in control of my eating habits now. That's what I'm doing. And I with that, that, I've taken off 40 pounds, but I have a lot more to go. So Final yeah. question. You always love me, big or, big or small. You just love me. And you I love always, you, of course. You know, when you say it, and you know that means so much to me, because oh when I God. really blew up to 300 pounds, <sighs> I hated, I mean, I didn't hate myself, but I didn't, you I was couldn't. embarrassed to be seen by people and you were like no, no. oh my oh my god I love I'm you. so glad that you know that about yeah. me and you remember I, re- I one of my favorite pictures is you here at the house on the cape and you and I are eating ice cream and we I forget what we were watching but I made Danny move aside so oh right right you. that's my one of my favorite pictures with yep. you I have no idea how either one of us weighed, but I know we were fucking happy. Yeah. We, right? We were so, so happy. Uh, because okay. when we visit Marjorie, it is no, it's just so real. There's no pretense. It's friends being friends. I That's don't have to it. be David Joe. I don't have to be on or I'm not. No. No, I'm as a matter of fact, you're on, putting a performance on. And that yes. day's coming. And that day's coming. Yeah. I can't believe July 16th we're going to see you live. We have been waiting for almost 18 months now. Yep. that we haven't seen you in person. I yep. can't wait. I don't care what the weather is. We're going to sit oh, I don't on, care that, on that screen porch. Yep. And Chris is going to make us great things to eat. And David's, I mean, mm. Danny's going to pour us great mm-hmm. wine. And you and I are going to play the piano. And we're going to play the piano. <laughs> and then we go see Suede and Couture, which is the and greatest And then we're going to go ever. see Suede. I mean, 
How much? How Look it up. Swade, Swade, Swade. It's yep. coming back to the Cape Guys, whoever is listening. Swade, S U E D E. Danny introduced us uh, to her. Well, David and Danny, but sent us, I don't know, a couple of years ago and fell in love with this woman. She's mm-hmm. just, she's the bomb. Okay, so, but before, before we have to wrap up, I want to make sure the, the whole Cubby story goes back to a memory somewhere and we all have a million different memories but can can you guys synopsize a moment where where you thought i'm gonna be okay this is you know who were you with where were you when you knew you had a cubby when you knew that you were safe danny that's a great mm-hmm. question yeah actually with <clears throat> as as a gay man for instance, yeah. I never had, I didn't know I could have a path forward. I was a little lost through my adolescence with that. I wasn't being upfront about it because I couldn't tell anybody. Yep. That was until, the time. Until I had my, finally had my experience where I could open up to someone and talk to them about my thoughts in my head. Was that when you were in the, do you think it was? During, post, when you were a soldier, when you were in the post, war? Post-military. So post-Vietnam. Never, never said a word about what was going on in my head. But I had my moment when I was in the military because I just turned 21 when I was in Nam. <clears throat> and I had my moment in my bunk when I was like, this is, uh, this is bigger than me. I got I to gotta figure this out. I got to deal with this. But uh, when I got home and I met my first, uh, my first boyfriend, actually, and uh, he was a, happened to be a Brookline school teacher, but a really learned person whatever yeah, who encouraged me to, saw something you in me to encourage me you need to go back to school go make sure because i was also remember after when i got out of the military i became a roadie it means yeah, i was oh that's right roadie. danny yeah for we about, have to do a whole for about two years i was danny. a rock and roll bands around the country and yeah big massive you know the concerts linda ross crystals nash and young jeff O'Toole, <clears throat> on and on yeah Oh, that but is when I got back, got back but that I, moment that he made you feel safe. I got back when I got back and I met this guy. His name is Don Bartolone. He was a Brooklyn school teacher, sweetest guy in the world. We, we we were together for about a year, and we continued living together after that. But it was like a, an adult decision. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. We were both going through growth. Does whatever. he know that he made you feel safe? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. He does. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah he does. Oh, I love he, that. he 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 helped me with my self worth. And if and years ago, it would be embarrassing for me to say that. That's what the company is so all about. Important. And I'm so glad you asked this question. Yeah. Yes. Because it's true. It's, everybody needs to to just say you're gonna you're gonna be you're, you're gonna be you're, you're worthy and you're gonna you're gonna be you're gonna be. I love that you, that your memory is something. I think so many people can relate to. It doesn't have to be about yeah. are you gay, are you straight. It doesn't have to be about. Yeah. Black we try kids. we try to do that it has to be about I'm, other other I'm okay i'm okay yeah and the little kids especially we could go on and on about you know my 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 safe moment was, was, was you're beautiful the, the same thing the same what's your memory mine is mine was connected with being gay but not and my com- coming out was not You're about coming out. out about being gay. It was coming out about being a sewer, a stitcher, but a gay. Oh, of course. Kid. So mine was in I high bet. school when yeah. Kay Ballard discovered me, the, the comedian. I know. Kay remember, Ballard. I was I was bullied, having a hard time junior high school, all through mm-hmm. high school, senior year, halfway through my senior year in high school, through the luck of the gods and everything, I met singer comedian Kay Ballard. Made I've a seen dress the for her. I've seen the pictures you have. Yeah, I was. 16 years old, made a dress for her. She told me if she liked the dress, she was leaving the next day to go back to LA to film the Merv Griffin show. And she said, if I like the dress, I'll wear it and I'll talk about you. Well, she liked the dress. She got on the Merv Did Griffin she wear it on the show? Did her big opening number. And then she t- and he said, you look beautiful. And she said, you like this dress? This is my, a 16 year old boy in Providence, Rhode Island. David Prignano made this for me and blah, 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 blah. And everything in my life changed at that moment. Everything. Yeah. The in, the entire trajectory the trajectory of my life changed because suddenly I was no longer bullied in high school. I was the big shit in high school. <laughs> I was like the college the quarterback. Yeah, I'm in high school and WJAR TV is waiting for me to come out of school one day to interview me. The Providence Journal that's a story. So I went from zero to a thousand, a thousand, and, uh, and was taken hour. seriously as a as a 
a person who designed clothes, but I was only 16. I was, Beautiful. I, mean, I was all right, but I wasn't great. These are um, your cubby moments. And man. those are the moments. That was when I felt. Thank in, you. That's in, where you first in making my clothes and making and letting people know that I sewed. I, hey, love, Mar- I love you Mar- guys so, so much. Wait a minute. Can David I, is telling me that the suit, no, we're almost out of time. We're, we are, but I'm still going to go a little longer. If you'll allow me, what both David and Danny said reminded me of a childhood memory. I think you'll think this, y'all will think this story is cool. I hope so anyway. When I, I was when it. I was 10 years old, I went to Sharon Country Day Camp. You you remember it, Marsh. I and do. there was a kid in my bunk. Your cousins, my kids went there. That's right. Um, and I remember that there was a kid in the bunk that didn't like me. He was, he was bullying me in a, re- in a really manipul- oh. manipulative way. He was going around to all the other kids in the bunks and saying, don't talk to Yaz. He, oh. he, he's a pain in the ass. He's annoying and all this. And he was getting everyone rallying against me. And so the whole day I'm like in tears. And there's one kid left that, that he hasn't approached, this kid, Matt. And we're playing catch with a wiffle ball. And this kid, Eric, comes over. He's going to get the last guy against me. He says, hey, don't talk to Yaz. Don't play with him. And this kid, Matt, looks at me, looks at Eric, and he goes, no, Dave's one of my friends. Why would I do that? Yeah. And, and for, a, for, right. for a 10-year-old to have that kind of gumption when it would have yeah. been the easy thing to say, okay, I'll go with the rest. So right. the, re- the reason I bring the story up is because I didn't really stay friends with him so much after, after those years. It, it's been 40 years, and the guy, the guy had an unusual last name, Cher, S-H-A-I-R. And I looked him up. He's a yeah. science. He's a scientist who studies oncology at Harvard. So he's done pretty well for himself. I Maybe sa- he saved my life. I said, he, yeah, "Well, see, there's another reason <laughs> why." And I, you know, sent him an email. Said, "Matt, I hope you remember oh. me. I just, oh. I, I've, I've been telling the story for years, and I thought I might as well tell it to you." He wrote back. He said, "Well, that was really. I do remember you. I don't remember that day, Dave, but." And I had him uh, on my podcast recently to talk about oh, it. Oh, my God. Really, yeah. Yeah. David, my God, I've known you your whole life. I've never heard that story, and yeah. I love it so much. That's magnificent. And it made such a difference in your life, and I bet how you treat other people. Well, yeah. I bet, and, and... I bet it made a difference in, in sort of modeling for you what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And it's also, and, you know, the uh, kind gestures are free. And for, and for all I know, this guy was having a bad day, and he got that email, and... and like yeah. that, you you helped me at a moment in my life when I needed it. You probably didn't realize oh my it. God. So. That's what we're going to have you know, to do. David Yaz, extraordinaire producer, let's do a podcast on that exact thing. Kindness. Us either. Kindness. And David, the stories that uh, we all can do it. We, we don't have time today to do all of them. I wish we did. But when someone comes up to you in the middle of something and says, oh my God. And I've, David knows this, I've had kids from, you spoke at my high school graduation and you talked about being pregnant as a teenager and you, or you talked about, you know, being on food stamps and ha, da, 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 whatever it is. And you made such a difference in my life. It makes you, not only fills your heart, but the next person you meet, you want to say, how can I help you? You know, no, it's true. it really, truly inspires much more than just leaving the ladder down. So, Marjorie, do we have one second that I can give special thanks to a few people? Just sure, sure, sure. The, the, the special be, thanks be our, is, our good is, the, is the gratitude, is exactly what we're talking about. Right, These gratitude. people who allowed us to recreate their images for our masks, and they're, they're, they're famous people who are, who I don't, it has nothing to do with being famous. It has to be with, do with being generous and kind and loving. Yeah. Danny Burstein on Broadway, starring in, um, in um, mm-hmm. Moulin Rouge right now, re- had us recreate his image. His wife died of ALS during COVID. Rebecca Luker, he allowed us to create her image for masks so oh. their fans could. And then we donated a portion to their charities. Oh. Uh, Beth Level of The Prom, who's now starring in uh, The Devil Wears Prada as the Meryl Streep. She's Miranda oh. Parisi. So she's the biggest star on Broadway. Melba Moore, my buddy, my love who I just talked to before we started this mm. podcast. I'm dressing her for an upcoming movie that starts filming September 18th. Well, wait a minute. Stop for a second. That's a, by the way, guys, take down today's date. That <laughs> is a scoop and a half. That, that's going to be fun. Yeah. David's going to Brown, my beautiful Ayla, who's wedding We'll keep you informed now. on that. Yeah. She, she allowed me to create Mary Callanan, who, who started the ball rolling for me. Mm. My beautiful and delightful and delicious little girlfriend, Amy Spanger, who's from, Newburyport, but the toast of Broadway is doing her one-woman show at 54 Below. 
in September and I'm dressing her for that. But these these people, Amy, Annie Murphy, Annie Murphy from, from yeah, Schitt's Creek, Creek, who's now in Kevin Can Go F Himself, that new series, allowed us to recreate her image for so we could donate to Actors Fund for her. So these are And that was before everybody people. went, Holy cow, this chick on Schitt's Creek oh, is she's great. amazing. Yeah. Uh, so they've all been so generous to us and so oh. kind to allow us to I do love that. that. And it helped us with masks. It helped other people. And we kept it helped with the cubby. Mm-hmm. And I bet they've done it for other people too. So, Do you want to say something? Before? Also with, him, with, with, with David's business, I mean, mm-hmm. the majority of David's business is dressing your average, your mom, average. mom of the bride, the bride. My father's on my real star. The prom gowns, comes yeah. to him, just never had a dress made. Yep. Or yeah. the, the lady who has dresses made all the time. But, I but never had it. We had repeat customers who yeah. found him or whatever. And I've seen so many glorious oh. friggin' stories. Marjorie, it's incredible. About, yeah. You know, he, he always describes the body language when they come in the door. And hey, I remember, Danny, you remind me. David, when we moved back to Boston, oh, 10 years ago, was it? We had the house and share moved to Boston. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, one of our clients is BMC. They do such brilliant work, the Boston Medical Center. Yeah. And they uh, hired us to do this fashion show. And I said, God, I want to go big. I want to get a great mm-hmm. designer. And they said, go ahead, go do whatever. So I came to call David and I said, would you do this fashion show for women who are survivors of cancer yeah. from BMC? And he said, are you kidding me? Okay, and that became the beginning of this, the fashion show that is, became one of their most successful fundraisers. But I remember, David, that first girl, that first young woman who hadn't, she was one of the ones who said something like Danny just said, I never had a dress, mm-hmm. let alone have a dress made for me. Mm-hmm. And we um, gave her the dress. And you gave her the dress. And, and we had her come out on the runway to Sarah Bareilles, I want to see you be brave. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and we all cried. She was struggling through cancer in that moment. moment. And we all cried. And it was, but and that was a cried. moment for all of us, but especially for her because, and it made you happier, I think, than it made her because just to do that for her. But it's, yeah, you'll find if you guys haven't had the thrill, go do it. Try it. Try being a, an act of kindness. As David said, it's totally free, but the dividends, <clears throat> honey, that, that oh, pays you endless. is unbelievable. All right, guys, I love you so much. I'm going to see go you on a little for bit. Years. We could go on Come forever. On Dave, <laughs> David, yes, my producer. I know I went over, but I am so happy that yeah, we got a thank chance. You, David. Thank you, David. So, David Joseph, Danny Forrester, check him out on Facebook or check him out uh, in searchofacubby.com is where you'll find the first few chapters of my book. Same name, in search of a cubby. Dot com and with a subtitle by the way i should tell you is very humble it's everything that's wrong in america and how to fix it <laughs> well that makes perfect sense right yeah, cubby. you gotta just oh, give cubby. it's not asking much i right, love link, you guys i'll link this up to my page too so people can hear will it. you too yeah, yeah and so and we'll and we'll promote it on we'll facebook our uh, made launch and Thank uh, you, Dave, yes. we'll go out with some uh, Sarah Bareilles in honor of our guests. Oh, how beautiful is that? Thanks. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thanks to our guests, David and Danny. And thanks for listening to the podcast. Please follow us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcast. Marge mentioned, check out her blog, InSearchOfACubby.com. And thank you for listening to In Search of a Cubby. Yeah.